Okay, so I really want to start with talking about the myths of this hustle and grind culture. There's so much inundation that we're all under. If you are a founder, an entrepreneur, a thriving leader that's just trying to do things different and still have some semblance of a personal life, let alone a romantic life, let alone a beautiful, intimate, amplified relationship where you feel good coming home and leaving. We hear from Instagram goals, now thread goals, you know, all, all the goals, all the places that we have to be under this constant work vibe. You, you have to eat, breathe, and sleep work. That is not true. That whole sleep is for the weak, old school P. Diddy thought for those of you, I'm dating myself a little bit, that were around for some of the earlier reality shows, uh, Puff Daddy, now known as P. Diddy, known as Sean Combs, um, was infamous for writing like graffiti on the wall around in the, the specific home that they were all kind of sharing space in as they were learning the hard knock life of being in the music industry as performers. And there was this big graffiti. It was beautiful. It was really well done <laughs> art, artist wise that was on the wall that says sleep is for the week or, or something like that. I don't subscribe to it for so many reasons. As a balance and relationship advisor, as a trauma specialist, as a psychotherapist, as a clinician, as a human, as a wife, as a grandmother, as a mother, so many parts of me reject that. And part of it is because I am also a lazy overachiever. The reality is my accomplishments can speak for themselves and in parentheses, I honor my need for rest. I honor my need to recalibrate. I honor my need to restore. And when I do not do these things, not only am I impacted personally and someone as such as myself having a rare autoimmune, that is a absolute trigger for me to spiral in a direction of unhealthiness that I personally, selfishly am not trying to live that life, at least anymore in this hour of my life. And it impacts my marriage. It impacts my business. It impacts my clients. Now, the reality is many of us are used to being Olympic gold medalists or even platinum medalists, if there is such a thing, when it comes to compartmentalizing. So although the world, you know, your friends, your family, your colleagues may see you as being amazing, as doing the do, as getting it getting it done. Like you're the door, you're the go-to, you're the person everybody's coming to for all the things because from their purview into your world that you allow them to see, they see you just, you know, checking boxes, right? You're getting stuff done, you're making money, you're building portfolio, you're smiling, you're making it to the events you can make to and you're bringing beautiful gifts and thoughtful things. All, all of it looks great on the outside and even for some of the people that are closer to your inner circle might think that all is well in your world, even though on the inside you are breaking down, you are crumbling because you're not getting enough sleep, because you're under constant stress, because you are working even on your vacations, even on your weekends, even in the evenings, even on your Sabbath days, whatever that Sabbath looks like for you, a Friday evening, a Saturday, a Sunday, a Wednesday, whatever it is, and you are pushing through when you're not physically doing it, 
you're still thinking of it because you are in analysis paralysis. You're constantly perseverating. You're ruminating. You're in this loop of not being able to turn things off. That is not okay. That myth of, well, you got to hustle while you can, while you, while you have your youthful years. Listen, although there is truth to the reality is when you are younger and nimble and agile and you can hold 55 hats in your hand and not drop any of them. Yes, you should take advantage of the fact that you can do a little bit more because you have less responsibility, a little bit out of the ignorance of bliss because you don't know any better. You can definitely push a little bit more. My youngest is 22 and I tell her all the time, this is your season to get it in, to build your capital because as you age, as your hormones change, as you come into the years of family, she doesn't have any children at this particular time in her life. As you grow your family, as if you, that's the way you decide to do it, whether biologically or as a bonus parent or just being a rich auntie, whatever it is that you do, but you want to pour a little bit different, not from the doing, but from your wisdom of being. You actually want to have gain some reserves, not just financial. Yes, we want money in the bank. We want money to retire. We want money to travel. We want money to help pay for colleges of friends and family and loved ones or certification programs or whatever it is that those who we love and who have earned the right to have access into our intimate lives are asking and we can be in position to support them in that process. So they don't have to do as much as we did back then when we were juggling 55 hats, right? Got it. However, you still have to put some brackets on that. Like when I say yes to someone, I say yes with expanded brackets because in my 40 plus year old years today, I can say that without regret. I can say yes and not resent it because I've made room for that yes because of all the no's that I've given. And my no has a period at the end of it. And the reason that I have a period at the end of it without a bunch of explanation, without a bunch of hoo-ha of why I can't or, oh, I wish I could and all of that is because I've learned that when I was spiraling, when I was doing all the do, when I was running in circles and the same goes for my clients, it's not appreciated as soon as the person or the people or the places receive it. You can run a marathon and People will celebrate you in that moment, potentially. And as soon as it's over, before you can catch your breath, they will ask you what is next. As in, what else can I watch you do? What else can you do for me? What else is on the horizon? Like, wait a minute. Let me reflect and celebrate in my amazingness, in my accomplishment, in my completion, even if it was technically a fail compared to what I was hoping to get. Maybe it wasn't my personal best record of the marathon run, but I completed it. Let me take a breath and you know, revel in that for a moment. And we don't do it because everything is next, next, next. Check, 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 box, box, box. And when you are younger, part of that constant dopamine hit is exciting and it's thrilling. And for many of us, when we're older, it's still exciting and it's thrilling. However, our body is yelling at us a lot louder to pay attention. Pay attention to me. I need a little bit more sleep than I did at 20. 
I need a little bit more hydration than I did at 18. <laughs> I did, right? If you are someone who can throw back tequila and vodka or multiple glasses of Cabernet Sauvignon or whatever, when you were younger, you might not to chase you might not need to chase that with bottles of water. When you get to a certain age, you better hydrate. Your skin is going to show it. Your eyes are going to show it. Your body is going to feel and show it if you don't. And so part of me taking on this new layer of myself out loud, because it's been here for many, many years, as proclaiming the lazy overachiever within me is honoring my need for rest that doesn't dissuade me from dominating whatever obstacle is in my way along my role to my purpose, whatever barrier may present itself as I'm sprinting in the hour of a sprint, because sprints are supposed to be in a very specific time frame. You're not supposed to sprint the whole marathon of your life, of your journey, of the process along your journey towards your purpose. And what I want you to hear from my heart more than anything is not a, a cursing out of people who are like, I'm a hustler, I'm a hustler, I grind. Okay, do you, that, that's for you. But for those of you that it does not resonate with, I want you to hear the myth in it. I want you to see it in neon lights glowing. The whole constant need to do, no, that is a myth. That does not get you further. In fact, it gets you further away from where you wanna go because now you cannot hear your inner brilliance and you need to trust your inner brilliance more. And it's really hard to hear when there's a lot of noise outside of you. All of the doing is outside of you. When you can tap in, for some of us, that looks like prayer and or gratitude practices and or meditation. For some of us, pointing to myself as first partaker, I need a whole cocktail of things because there is such a deep capacity for pain here that my life has shown me that I can take on a lot. And sometimes because you can, you do, even though you shouldn't. And what I know for me and mine and my house and many of the uh, beautiful, ambitious, overachieving humans that I attract, as many of us mirror that deep capacity for pain. And if you're not careful, your default will be to shovel more shit into it. And you have to be very careful that that's not what you're, what you're wanting to do and attract is more of that. And when I say shit, I'm not just talking about the curse word of it. I see it as storms and hurricanes, a few intervals and a lot of tsunamis. For those of you who aren't familiar, tsunami starts with a T, right? <laughs> like just in case you're like, wait, that's not the right letters, but it is. That's what S-H-I-T is for me. And when I see it, I know that it's a reflection of beautiful things on the horizon, but you gotta be careful to not get stuck in that cycle of almost looking for, okay, well, I need a pivot. I feel a transition is coming. Something's not in alignment. Let me wait for the storm. Let me cause the storm. Let me do more stuff to create a hurricane. That's not what you want. Life is going to bring you more than enough of them. Trust and believe. If you are of a certain age and you are watching and or listening to this, you already know that life is going to life, period. And in respect to that, I want you to be extremely mindful of what the world is trying to feed you. When you're scrolling on your feeds, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, 
for those of you who are still on Twitter, threads, you know, whatever else is out there based on the time that you're hearing this, whatever new app might pop up on a Thursday night and have 10 million people by the next morning, right? Which is phenomenal. But whatever is out there, those algorithms start to cater towards what you slow down and pause on, what you tap on, what you're engaging with. And what you're saying to those algorithms is, I want more of this. And it's the same as what you do in your day to day. If you are getting up in the morning and immediately running to your email, to your computer, to the doing of things, putting out fires immediately. Now, granted, occasionally, because life is life you're going to have to do that. You have to be agile to be able to handle those hurricanes and tsunamis when they come. But that should not be every day. You should have a whole lot more sun than you do gray sky in respect to the day-to-day of what you are doing, especially when you are a founder or an entrepreneur, let alone if you are married to them. A lot of the power couples that I work with, not all of them, but many of them are entrepreneurs that don't work in the same business, but they have their own businesses or portfolio of businesses. So their schedules are all over. Sometimes their ships passing in the night. They might not see each other for weeks or sometimes months at a time based on travel schedules or just the fact that that's a season of shit for them. (laughs) There's a lot that's going on. And in the midst of all of that, They have to create those sunshine moments. And part of what we do at my company at ThickPro is we help them create that joy based on whatever their life is dictating for them so they can get some control and make sure that they have more amplified intimacy than those lower, darker moments where conflict is on the horizon. And we want to be extra mindful about that with our individual selves. When you have a business that you feel that yes, you have these outsourced partners, these vendors, assistants, executive assistants, COOs, CFOs, CMOs, all, all, the, all the XOs, all the things, whatever your organizational structure is, but you're actually not trusting them to do what you hire them to do because you're going behind them, you're micromanaging, or you're actually not even letting go of the real work that you actually need. And you're giving them the peripheral edges of what you truly need them to do. That is not because of them, unless you just don't hire effectively and you might need to bring in an outside person to to help you with that, to make sure that their skill set is a complement to yours and not just a duplicate and all of those things. But assuming that that's not the case, it's usually a a reflection of you not trusting yourself as much as you should. I know that you're listening to this thinking, well, Nikita, I know that you're supposed to delegate in order to have better time management. I know I'm supposed to take a mindful minute and have that time and to breathe and to do yoga and to sit in a meditation pretzel and you know do all the things. But do you hear it? It's doing. All of that is doing. And what I'm telling you is as a lazy overachiever, as someone who starts to embody it, you're not overemphasizing, pulling on my, my sweatshirt a little bit, you're not overemphasizing the lazy portion of it. You are making sure that you can create the balance in which you're in whatever season you're in. If you need to be a little bit heavier on your overachievement, because this is the season you're in and seasons should look like a few weeks at a time, maybe even a quarter at a time. It shouldn't go quarter after quarter, week after week. And before you know it, you're in the 10th year. That's not how that should look. 
you need to be able to breathe. So you build that in. Otherwise, you have a codependent relationship with your ambition, which is not a judgment, but it is a reality of an unhealthy relationship. Codependency in and of itself, although it fills a certain need for you in that moment, it's like eating potato chips as your comfort food at 11 o'clock at night when you know you should have been in bed you know, at least an hour ago because your mind is all over the place and you're just feeling a little sad and you have a lot of questions or you're overwhelmed. So you go to the potato chips. It's not that the chip is bad in and of itself, but the chip at 11 o'clock at night when you're supposed to be asleep and you're absorbing all that salt and all the starch, it's probably not serving you as well as it could be if you positioned it at a different time and you gave it its place and its moderation. Codependency is the same when it's in reflection to your ambition. Ambition is beautiful. I'm ambitious. I want you to be ambitious. You should be thinking big and huge and large as often as humanly possible. However, if your ambition is keeping you up at 11 o'clock at night, and I'm using that time as just you know an example of a frame. So if you are an evening you know, innovator, and that's your time to thrive and, you know, flip it on the end if you're up too early in the morning, right? Like whatever is the opposite of good for you and healthy for you. But for me, because I don't work well at in late night hours, typically, unless I'm already on a sprint and I'm already running because that's my season, then that's fine. I can put in the hours, but that shouldn't be back to back every day, every week for every month of every year. That's not how that works for me. I am not a great human when I am running the candle at both ends for too long. I can work in that window as long as I need to, to get something done, but I should also be able to reflect and celebrate at the end of it as a part of my recharge. Take a power nap, take a walk, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, take a walk and record the, the grass and the birds and the trees so that when you need it in the middle of the night, instead of ruminating in your head and analysis paralysis loops and circles over and over again, pull up the video. And I'm not a big encourager of like phones at night because of blue light and all that. But if you need it versus you turn it on the TV, pull up, pull up that video of your neighborhood or your last vacation where you just took a 30 second or two or three minute video of the ocean or the sky or the mountains and remind yourself, go back into that feeling, the spirit that you were in when you were there, hopefully actually absorbing it and feeling it and loving it and being so grateful and thankful that you were in it and re-invoke that for yourself and say a prayer for you that you will continue to be loved by yourself. You will continue to nourish yourself and you deserve that rest or that relaxation or that nap or whatever it is that you needed that reminder of that last vacation for. Like, make sure that you are giving yourself that because the reality is when you are on overachiever too long, not only do you burn out, you burn out your your best people, the people around you who want to spend more time with you, who are used to before your burnout caused moodiness, before it puts you in a shame and depression spiral or deeper spiral than maybe you already struggle with, before it made you so edgy and fussy that you couldn't really be the loving, kind, 
high spirited version or whatever version you normally, when you're in a state of health, show up as, you're different because now you're on the edge of yourself. And I will say this with love to the adults that are watching. There is very few times that being on the edge is good. Edging sexually is one of them. That's a whole different podcast, whole different one. Go over to the Balanced Bully podcast (laughs) to hear me talk about all those things. But outside of that, you don't want to be in the edge of yourself in your business, in your day-to-day, in the way that you are showing up for people when you are arriving at these coffee chats and, you know, now we're post-COVID, it's back to in-person networking and you're there and hoping, okay, I need to go in here, be here for 42 minutes, circle, tap five people, make sure I get three numbers and be out. Like if you're over-calculating that, you're not fully present in that. And that's because you are checking boxes and just trying to do stuff. And you will look up and you will look at your calendar guaranteed X number of weeks and or months, I'm not even talking years, from now and think, what did I do with that time? How much time did I waste going to places that someone else told me I needed to go to or to be at? And I wasn't even truly there. It was literally to check a box and to say I spoke on a stage or to say I shook a hand and kissed a specific baby. But They're not actually doing anything for my life, my relationships, the healthiness of me, the nourishing of me and real in your business. And part of it is because you weren't fully in alignment with where your inner brilliance was telling you you needed to be. The room you were supposed to show up in, the human you were supposed to take the coffee or tea chat meeting with, whatever that looks like for you. And although I stand for guides and advisors, because I'm an advisor, and coaches and therapists, all of those things and all of those titles I also own, even though I stand for that, I tell my clients 1000%, I want you to want me, not need me. By the time we're done, whatever you know program that they're coming in at that time, when things are a little bit frazzled and frayed and they just need a little bit more support with smoothing out those edges so they're more seamless and in alignment, As much as I love, and I do love L-O-V-E, my clients, because they are client partners, we are partners in each other's success. As much as I love you, I don't want you to be codependent on me or the coaches inside our company or any other aspect of what we do. Codependency is not cute. That is not what I want. I do want to continue to serve you at your next level and your next level and your next level. But if we're still playing in the same pond of problems and pain and challenges X number of months after we should have stopped, assuming that there wasn't like a a medical interruption or emergency or just, you know, life was lifing in some way that literally made us refocus where our priority was at the time, assuming that that outlier time or, or issue isn't the case. We should be able to amplify you into the next chapter of yourself to the point that you can close that entire book and start a new series, period. Like we don't even have to, your book doesn't have to be encyclopedias and full and full and full of the same thing. You can literally close, okay, chapters one through 18 here. That was the story of my 30s. And here we go, new book, new 
new highlights, new subtitle, new chapters, new version of me, chapters one through 12. All right, let's close that and on and on and on you go. And that's in your forever lover relationships with your human that is your person. That's in your parenting, whether you're a biological parent, a bonus parent, a godmom, an auntie, whatever the case is, wherever you are privileged to pour into a little that hopefully grows into a big human. And that's also in your work. We want you to be able to thrive, but I never want you to be codependent on me. So part of what is in, is truly important as the lazy overachiever is you understand that you really have the answers. As the advisor, as the guide, I'm giving you some framing, some context to help you get to those answers faster as a shortcut but I'm not doing my job if I'm not helping you to tune up your intuition and to tap into that inner brilliance so you can trust it more and more and more and only end up in a position where now your advisors are just helping to continue to give you the context to make sure you're not missing anything, that you have the paragraphs of your life, so to speak, and they are grammar correcting, helping with a few, add a semicolon, add a dot, cross a T. And that's a beautiful thing because we want to read your chapter of your journey of your success story without feeling like we have to stop because of all the, the clear gaps and issues and challenges in the grammar, if you will. And so you do want to always have a team of advisors. I know I do. And sometimes those people at that table have to change because an advisor that help you up to one book in your life to one chapter in your life may not be the one that can continue to get you published in another <laughs> you know, area of your life. So just being really mindful of that. So where I want to leave you today is a reminder as the lazy overachiever, as acknowledging that you do not have to live in this myth of hustle grind culture, that you do not have to have a unhealthy relationship with your ambition and be codependent with it. You do not have to sacrifice beautiful, amplified intimacy and love and romance and softness because you're hard all the time in your day-to-day with your work and the hustle bustle. You do not have to have that. You are choosing it if you don't decide sooner than later, preferably today, to do something different. Rebel against the rush. Be able to be in a space where you can give yourself proudly and unapologetically permission to pause. Be intentionally selfish. If you have followed me anywhere, you know these are all things that I've been talking about for well over 12 years. This is not just a hashtag. You can hashtag it, but it is just not a hashtag. It is a way of life and of being that will literally save you from making the mistakes that your ancestors made in certain ways, making the mistakes that your parents who are living and hopefully thriving had made at some point. You don't have to repeat the cycle. You get to create a new multi-generational imprint that pours from your self-actualized wholeness. You do not have to continue because Instagram relationship goals or business goals or badass boss goals or whatever other framing is out there that makes you feel like you have to hustle and grind and bustle and be a version of yourself that is not in alignment with who you truly are. I say that with love 
and infinite ripples of bold edification to your soul and your spirit that I hope you tap into.